0: You're listening to the Born Again Anxious Podcast. Anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues don't just go away magically for Christians. So let's have an honest conversation about what it's like to be born again and anxious. Well, thanks for tuning in to episode one of the podcast. My name's Adam Reynolds and I'll be the host for this podcast. Uh, on this this journey, as we talk about mental health and the church, uh, you know I am a pastor, and so uh, meeting with people and talking with people is uh, is just part of what I do. Uh, it's part of part of my normal routine, and uh, this Born Again Anxious podcast is kind of born partly out of that, uh, partly as as I have talked with people over the years uh, about mental health issues, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, uh, other things along those lines, Uh, but it's also born out of a personal experience. Uh, For me, this is not some textbook thing. This is not just something that I have counseled other people in. Uh, This is actually something that I have experienced personally. Uh, panic attacks, depression, anxiety, that's part of my story. And so my hope for this podcast uh, is, is simply this. Uh, first, it's that if you are someone who is a Christian and also deals with mental health issues, uh, it's, it's my hope that this will be affirming to you, uh, that you will know you are not in this alone. That uh, this is not a a issue uh, that no one can understand because I'm the only one, right? There are there are many people who are Christians who are deeply committed to Jesus, uh, who also struggle with mental health issues. You know, and maybe uh, maybe you don't struggle with them personally, but you know someone who does a friend a loved one whoever I hope that this will be an encouragement to you this this podcast will be an encouragement to you um, on on how you as someone who supports someone who deals with these issues uh, how you how you can help and uh... and it'll lead to a better understanding of those issues for you maybe maybe just maybe you don't fall into either one of those categories uh, maybe you don't you don't deal with these issues yourself and maybe you don't know anyone personally uh, that does uh, maybe you even fall into a category of of you're a little bit skeptical leery of this conversation about mental health and the church and Christians and and how we ought to respond well this podcast is for you too because my goal in all of this, my goal in all of this is simply to extend the conversation about mental health and the church. I think some sometimes uh, we have gotten to the point where we are now uh, simply because we haven't really known how to talk about mental health in the church. Specifically, depression uh, in anxiety, right? Maybe maybe you've heard this said before, right? Well, I'm too blessed to be stressed, right? Or just pray it away. Just, I, I need to pray more. Or maybe someone has said to you, or, or maybe you have said this yourself, uh, that surely God wouldn't let his people get depressed. See, I, I told you um, earlier that I don't approach this from some uh, theoretical, philosophical level. I approach this from a personal level, from a personal experience. Uh, so this first episode, here's what I want to do. I simply want to share with you my story uh, and and share with you a couple things that I've learned uh, throughout this journey. Throughout the rest of this podcast, I'll certainly be sharing, more of my story. I'll be sharing the story of others, and we'll be talking about mental health in general. Uh, but for today, I think it's good to have a um, an understanding, a a backdrop, uh, a background of what my story is uh, and my heart behind this podcast. So in 2015, I started to notice, a change now if you were on the outside looking in at my life you certainly uh, wouldn't have noticed it at least in the in the beginning uh, though though i began to notice it uh, began to notice a difference and my wife as well noticed it about a month into this shift uh, i remember having a conversation with my wife and i remember her saying um, is everything okay you just seem different and I was. I was different. There there was a shift in my mood that had occurred. Things that I once had enjoyed, I, I suddenly wasn't enjoying nearly as much anymore. And, and what I would come to realize is that this was the beginning of uh, my journey with depression. Now... I have gone back since then, and I have looked at periods before 2015 uh, when, I, when I believe that I may have been uh, dealing with depression, uh, but I, I didn't quite have the vocabulary to label it depression. But nonetheless, 2015 was when I really think uh, my understanding and, and my ability to have the vocabulary to label it depression began. And so so for the rest of 2015 and into 2016, about seven months in, in total, uh, I was in a uh, what I would say a depressed state, right? Now here's the interesting thing about depression and I'm not sure I ever really understood this uh, and, and, until this moment. See, I, I often will talk to people, and they will say, well, what's it like to be depressed? And it's more than just being sad, right? Well, everybody gets down sometimes, people will say. And that's certainly true, uh, but just getting down is not depression. It, it affects you at a deeper level. And so here's, here's the best way that I, have, um, that I have come to describe it. To people, I've said to them, I've said, you know that feeling when you wake up. Maybe it's a Monday morning. You wake up and uh, and in the few moments before you get out of bed, uh, you you start to think about your week, and you start to think about all the things that you have to do and how much you don't want to do them, and you start to think about, okay, I've got to, I've got to take care of this, and I've got to go to this place, and I've got to do this at work, and all these things are running through your mind, and you would just as soon lay there in bed. You'd just as soon stay. But something inside you says, no, the thing that I need to do is that even though I feel this way in this moment, I need to get up, I need to push through, and I need to have the willpower." to do what i need to do with depression it's that second part that's hard that's almost nearly impossible or it feels nearly impossible it's like you don't have the power to say to yourself okay i need to get up and do this now you do have the power uh, to do that, and I'm sure we will talk about this in, uh, in in later episodes, right? But there are these subtle little lies that are told uh, to yourself when you are depressed, that aren't necessarily uh, there in normal times. And so this is where I was for seven months of my life. Now the interesting thing about depression is it affects every person a little differently for me personally it didn't affect my work too much as a as a youth minister at the time uh, but what it did def- affect was it affected my family i've i'm married and i have two daughters at the time i only had uh, one daughter right but it affected my family uh, deeply my my wife was very aware of the fact that i was depressed, and I was dealing with these issues during this time. There was a noticeable difference in my mood. And so I would go to work. I would go to uh, meet with people. Uh, I would interact with students. I would spend time at our services on Sunday. And in many ways, I was wearing a mask. I learned to be really good at faking it. I learned to be really good at acting as if everything was okay, when in reality, things were not okay. And so I found myself in uh, about March or so of 2016, uh, coming out of this fog, right? And toward, toward the end of this seven-month period, uh, I had I had connected with someone who I was able to talk with, uh, who I was able to kind of process through these things uh, these these feelings that I was experiencing and I and that that was hugely uh, helpful, right and so I so I was starting to come out of this and it was about March uh, two thousand sixteen and I, I I thought I thought we were we were over the hump, so to speak. and one evening i I will never. Forget this this night. It is it is uh, etched in my mind. We were in my daughter's room, and we were putting her to bed. We were going through the nightly routine as as we kind of always do, right? It was there was nothing out of the ordinary about this routine. And we were putting her to bed, and so I'm laying on the floor in her bedroom, and and my wife is reading her a book and. Then we pray with her and and we, you know, tuck her in and kiss her goodnight and and leave the room. And as we're leaving the room, I look at my wife and I say, does it seem really cold in here to you? Well, it was not really cold. It was 78 degrees, in fact, in our house. I went and I checked the the thermostat, right? And so I am freezing and she's looking at me uh, probably like I have... um, like she's not sure what's going on, right? In my in my mind, she's going, no, you're. It's seventy eight degrees in here. What are you talking about? It's cold, right? So we we go on about the uh, about the evening, and later on, uh, it's maybe half an hour later or so. Um, I have put on a pair of sweats. I'm covered up in two blankets and i am still freezing and it's still 78 degrees in our house so clearly something is going on with my body uh, something something weird is is happening right well then things really start getting odd my teeth start chattering uncontrollably i i can't stop it's like when you're outside you know and it's 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 super cold and you are just freezing and your teeth are just chattering, chattering away. That's that's what was happening. I, I couldn't control it. I couldn't stop it. And we're sitting on the couch and I look at my wife and I just start crying uncontrollably. Now, I'm not in pain. I don't know what's happening. But I'm crying and I have this this kind of this overwhelming fear of something like I don't really know what, but it's just there. And I'm looking at her and I'm she's she's obviously concerned going what's happening what's what's going on And I'm saying, I don't know what's going on, but I can't stop and I'm breathing heavy and eventually eventually I stop eventually i get calmed down and i do what we all do sometimes when we have something that's wrong and we don't want to deal with it we just try to ignore it we just think if if we don't if we don't deal with this maybe it'll just go away and so i so we turned on netflix right and we we turned on um, I think it, it was some show about like building treehouses. Right? I, I can't even remember what it is. Uh, all I can remember is that I can't watch that show anymore because it brings up these memories. But we we do this, and we're trying to. I'm trying to distract myself, right? And at one point, I, I start to get cold again, and so I think, well, if I just get up and I walk around. Uh, Maybe maybe this will go away. Maybe it'll be better And so I get up and I walk to the kitchen and I walk back out and as I walk back out I begin the teeth chattering again. I begin the crying again But then something else happens that didn't happen before as I'm breathing really heavy in and out super fast almost hyperventilating my arms begin to curl in it's like my muscles are locking up and i have no control over them and my arms are curled up close to my chest and i cannot cannot straighten them out eventually i end up on the floor laying on the floor in our living room crying in the fetal position and my wife terrified looks at me and says i'm going to call 9 and now here's the thing here's the thing when when you are dealing with um, mental health issues is that sometimes you don't you're not thinking rationally you're not thinking straight right and this is a perfect example of this because i looked at her through my tears as i as i am crying as i'm on the floor teeth chattering i'm crying i'm shaking my arms are curled up <laughs> And I look at her in all seriousness and say, "No, don't call 911. I just want you to drive me to the hospital." right She was in <laughs> first of all, she was in no um, state to to want to drive, right? because she is kind of freaking out about what's going on with her husband right now. We have a sleeping uh, we have a sleeping child in the next room. Right? And yet, my main concern is, no, don't call nine one one. It's not that serious. Um, you can just drive me there, right? Well, clearly, this was a serious issue. And so she calls nine one one and and at the time, uh, we lived in in Dallas, and so we were about five minutes from where they would dispatch the uh, the paramedics. So the paramedics came out, they they came in. Uh, they picked me up off the floor, sat me on the couch. Uh, I remember one firefighter EMT, uh, sitting, looking right at me with his hand, uh, on my chest, trying to calm me down, uh, telling me to breathe. Finally, after about 10 minutes, I get, I get back to a, uh, normal, uh, respiration, normal, normal, um, heartbeat, everything like this, I'm, I'm kind of calmed down, they, they take an EK, EKG, they, they do all these things, uh, and they, they look at me and they say this, they say, look, we can take you to the hospital if you would like, uh, we, we can take you there, we can um, get you all checked out, that's, that's fine, uh, but our professional opinion is this, you just had a panic attack. And that would be the first of many panic attacks that I've had over the last uh, four or five years, right? I would I would follow up with the doctor uh, the next day, and sure enough, uh, we confirmed it was a panic attack. And this began my journey not only with um depression but also with anxiety and with panic attacks right now i can i can look back on all of this and i can see i can see signs i can you know they say hindsight is 2020 and i can see certain things leading up to this period um, where where I go, yeah, I should have seen that, I should have seen that coming. but the fact is I I didn't see it coming. Uh, and the fact is that, that hindsight is 2020. And sometimes, sometimes these things catch us out of nowhere. I still deal with depression, anxiety, panic attacks. They're simply part of, Uh, part of my journey, part of my story now, and most likely they will be for the rest of my life. You know, one thing that has changed for me, however, is the way that I look at anxiety, depression, and panic attacks. Um, I stopped saying, God, why don't you take this away from me? And I started saying, God, how can this be used for your glory, for your good, and to help others. And when I started, when I made that shift in my thinking, when I started asking, how can this be used, rather than saying, oh, woe is me, it's amazing how my outlook changed. Now, it didn't make me deal with these things any less, but when I dealt with them, I, I asked different questions and it's amazing through this process there are some things that i i think i've learned that i hadn't i i wouldn't have necessarily learned had i not made that shift in my thinking let me give you a few of them the first one and and these to be honest uh, are somewhat uh, obvious uh, in some ways they they're somewhat obvious uh, in other ways, though, they're, they're not, because that's what mental health uh, issues do. Uh, they, they cause us to tell lies to ourselves. And so here, here are some things that I've learned. Uh, the first thing is this. I, I've learned that I'm not the only one, and this is way more common than we might think. Uh, it's, it's amazing how many people, Christians and non-Christians alike, Deal with depression, anxiety, and panic attacks. And yet, you would think if you were going through it that you were the only one, that you were on this island all alone and nobody else dealt with these things. But it's way more common than you might think. And the second one is, it goes along with it, is that pastors are not immune to this. Sometimes in our culture, we have this unhealthy, um, thing that we do, where we put pastors up on a pedestal, right? We we elevate them higher than they they should be. The truth is, pastors are just like everyone else. Their role might be different. Uh, they might be in a in a particular church family. They might be uh, more center, uh, more front and center. But at at the end of the day. Um, they are people just like everyone else on this journey with Christ, seeking to honor and glorify Him, right? And so pastors are not immune to this; they're not. And it's amazing the statistics to look at how many pastors struggle with mental health issues. That's one of the things that we'll get into more on this on this podcast. Uh, I've actually got some some uh, pastors lined up that we're going to talk with that we will we will talk specifically about that issue. Uh, Here's the third thing that I've learned. Telling your story helps, right? It's not that here's here's what I've learned about telling my story. Um, It's not that like like telling my story to someone suddenly makes me feel like all bright and cheery inside, right like it, it might not necessarily, but there's something therapeutic about it when I can get my story out there and tell people about it, it helps it helps me it helps me to get those thoughts out of my head. It helps me to make sense i'm I'm a a, a verbal processor right and so it helps me to make sense of what I'm going through if I can just talk to someone about it. Right? And 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 side note, uh, I think it's also worth saying create space for people to tell their stories. If if you're one that uh, does not deal with with these things, does not deal with mental health issues, create space for people to tell their story. Uh, don't be don't be afraid of that. The fourth thing I learned is how to answer this question. Is mental health a biological issue, a physical issue, or a spiritual issue? And here's how I would answer this question. I would answer this question simply by saying, yes, it is. It's all three. All three of those things come together to play a role with mental health. Right? Your biological uh, makeup, the, the 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 chemistry of your brain uh, impacts mental health discussions. It impacts how you experience these things, right? Your physical health impacts mental health discussions. Right? There, there are certain things uh, that leave you more open to uh, mental health issues in some cases. not I'm not going to say all cases, but in some cases. And your physical health does uh, impact your mental health. And then there's certainly a spiritual uh, health side to it as well right it's all three of these things it's it's all three of these things working together and so avoid the trap of saying well it's all just about brain chemistry or it's all just about your physical health or it's all just a spiritual issue all three of those things are interconnected of them and the the last thing i think that that i've learned at least for today i mean i've learned tons of things but at least the last one for this list uh, the last thing I've learned is this, is that we don't talk about this enough in the church. But I don't think our lack of talking about it is because we're bad people or because we, we intentionally want to just ignore it. I'm sure there's maybe a couple cases where that has happened. But I think more likely what it, the reason we don't talk about it uh, is because it's uncomfortable and unfamiliar. And I don't know about you, but I don't like uncomfortable and unfamiliar conversations, right? And and my guess is that neither do you either. But we need to talk about it. And it goes back to that whole telling your story is h- helpful, not just for you, but for other people. And so that's why this podcast, that's why I share with you my story that's why I say all of these things, is because I want to do my part in extending the conversation. And so I hope you'll join us next week as we dive further into this topic of Born Again Anxious. Well, thanks for listening to the Born Again Anxious podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform additionally if you'd like to continue the conversation we'd love to connect on facebook so just go to facebook.com slash born again and join our private facebook group or you can simply find us by searching born again anxious